you've been guiding the youth of this country for the longest time. So what has been your observation? How willing are they to embrace their roots? It's always a pleasure speaking to the youth. They do not hesitate to speak their mind. So it becomes easier to have a dialogue. So you do feel that they are well prepared to take on the challenges of the coming times? The mission <clears throat> that uh, we have espoused aims to have more individuals who can live life freely, boldly, delightfully. You've been guiding the youth of this country for the longest time. So what has been your observation about the youth of India? How willing are they to embrace their roots? They are quite willing in the sense that uh, they appear less uh, prejudiced and uh, encumbered with uh, the ideologies and uh, moorings of the past. They are also more straightforward, uh, display lesser duplicity probably compared to the previous generations. Uh, they do not hesitate to speak their mind. So it becomes easier to have a dialogue. And uh, where a dialogue is possible, their solutions uh, emerge more easily. So that's the thing that gives me hope with respect to the youth of today. However, there is one aspect of their value system that uh, makes it a bit problematic and that is uh, that uh, they have been taught to back themselves, believe in themselves, have self-confidence confidence, no matter what and uh, that uh, sometimes becomes an obstacle in the path of uh, open and uh, honest inquiry. If you believe that you already know a lot, then uh, the urge to inquire diminishes. And uh, if you feel too confident of your views and opinions, then your ability to listen suffers. So that's the problem that we face, but all in all, uh, it's always a pleasure speaking to the youth. In fact, given a chance, I would uh, probably prefer the youth over uh, the aged and the, and the middle-aged. <laughs> So, the kind of energy that a young person carries and the fact that uh, he or she has a life to live and the spark in their eyes when they come upon something new.
that always makes it a delight to converse with them. So you do feel that they are well prepared, prepared to take on the challenges of the coming times? No, that's a very general statement. I can't say they are well prepared, can't say they are not well prepared. It will vary from person to person. So some of them will meet life and rise to its challenges very nicely, very competently. Unfortunately, there would be some who would fall by the wayside. The mission that we have espoused aims to have more individuals who can live life freely, boldly, delightfully. What do you mean when you say live life more freely, more delightfully, more un uncumbered? You have to see what is the nature of our bondages. Because the word freedom has any meaning mm. only in context of bondages. Mm. Mostly we do not uh, realize that we are in a shackled mm, state of bondage. Even if we do begin to realize that uh, we are living a limited and circumscribed life, the first instinct is to feel that the bondages and the oppressor exist in the world, outside of us. It's only when there is careful inquiry and a lot of attention towards the self that one realizes that uh, the bondages are within, the concepts that one is carrying, the beliefs that one might be holding very close uh, to his, uh, his core, these are the real bondages. And if these are the bondages, then we know what is freedom. Hmm? Right. Examining what you live by, examining what your uh, value system is like, seeing where it comes from, seeing whether it really helps you navigate through life and uh, therefore dropping what is necessary, that is freedom. Indians today, especially Hindus, are mostly clueless about their rich spiritual heritage. And why do you think that we have come so far and we have become so distant uh, from the stream of spiritual knowledge which has nourished our generations. We, we just don't, we have to be reintroduced to all that we, which has been our heritage. Because there is just too much of it. You see, when I go to, let's say, Lucknow hmm, via the Muradabad route, right? There are these eateries wayside eateries. So, 10-12 years back when I used to go, there used to be one Shiva Dhaba. Right? And it got very famous. It got very famous. And it was very successful because the food quality was good, the ambience was wonderful and there were lush green fields behind it and one could be there and have uh, some tours food and enjoy all this, especially during winters. So Then another one came up. 
न्यू शिवा ढाबा देन वन मोर केम अप एंड आई हैव बीन एन एक्सपीरियंसर टू ऑल दैट रियल शिवा ढाबा देन असली शिवा ढाबा एंड नाउ देर आर जस्ट सो मेनी ऑफ देम दैट नाइदर द फूड इज डिलेक्टेबल नॉर द एम्बियंस नॉर एनीथिंग एल्स अबाउट इट Why did that proliferation happen? Exactly because the original one was wonderful. When the original one is great, all kinds of duplicate ones start mushrooming, and that is what has happened in India. And the duplicate ones assume so much abundance and visibility and power and popularity that the original one is lost. I won't be surprised if the mother Shiva Dhaba does not exist anymore. You get what I'm saying? Exactly because our original scriptures are very powerful. Therefore, based on their strength and to encash on their popularity, all kinds of charlatans came up. Hmm? All kinds of fraudsters in the name of spirituality, and they said. भाई तेरा ध्यान किधर है असली शिवा ढाबा इधर है गॉन नाउ वाई रीड द भगवत गीता समबडी एल्स इज पोजिंग एज कृष्णा सम अदर स्क्रिप्चर सम अदर गुरु इज देयर एंड द ओरिजिनल वन इज गॉन एंड कुड दिस चार्लटन दिस फ्रॉडस्टर हैव गेन्ड पॉपुलैरिटी ऑन हिज ओन नो All those miscellaneous, you know, half a dozen or two dozen um, Shiva ढाबाज they could gain popularity only on the back of the original one if had the original one not existed these would have cut no ice they would have met no success right so, but they have been very parasitic and that's what has happened in india exactly because our our foundational scriptures were so strong and so pure they attracted a lot of parasites those parasites came to the scriptures hmm? uh, bit into them extracted their little pounds or pound or ounce of flesh hmm? and started their own shop the result nobody is now caring for the central scriptures the original shiva dhaba nobody is caring for that and there are thousands of other books and thousands of traditions and thousands of communities and lakhs of gurus every place has its own local guru and every guru is saying i am the real one asli shiva dhaba idhar hai are you getting it ha huh? and that has been the curse of india the success of the real fathers has become the curse of the descendants so, so what do we need to do now go to the original dhaba original dhaba huh? go to the original ones and keep everything else aside right right right